Please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to Annapolis A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you doing today, my friends? Hey, it's been a week since we spoke, and I'm sorry about that, but it was something that just couldn't be helped. I ran into a problem. I've had a, an issue with my health again, and I don't want to bore you with the details, but I'm on a, a boatload of prendazone you know, the steroids, and it's really playing havoc with my body. I've got what they call that moon face now, where my face looks like I've gained uh, two tons of weight in my face, and I'm losing weight in my body. I look like an oopa loopa. <laughs> A blow pop, if you will. And uh, I- I'm taking it because they thought I had something called COVID toes. In my hands of all places, because my hands just started swelling up and I these holes, that's the best way to explain it, started appearing in my fingertips, on, on the tips of my fingers. My fingertips have gotten very hard and now my arms are bruising, my jaw is bruised. So I've, I've seen every doctor under the sun for the last week and a half, whether it be by virtual visit by physical visit, I have, I've had to go to the doctor's offices and they still can't figure out what it is. Now, I just went on Friday, last Friday, and I had to have four biopsies done because now it's affecting my leg and my hip and my face. So stick with me. Think, uh, Keep me in your thoughts and prayers because I, I'm trying to figure out what it is. The doctors are trying to figure out what it is. It's not COVID. It's not the coronavirus. We know that. So... We're just trying to figure it out. If you remember a few months back, um, I was diagnosed with giant cell arteriolitis. And they did the biopsy in the hospital. I spent a week or so in the hospital back in February. And doctors are leaning towards that it has something to do with that, but they just can't figure it out. That's when they started with the steroids. And they started me off at 60 milligrams a day. That's, that's... I should be built like the Hulk with that much steroids in me. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, oompa loompa. But I'll keep you informed as it goes along. But I just wanted to, again, apologize for missing a week of podcasting. Because I have so much going on. And there's so much I want to share with you. And I, I feel like we should be connecting at least once a week. If not more. If not every day. But... That all being said, how are you feeling? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. You're taking your medication. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Are you you you're getting the food delivered to the house like you're supposed to be doing? They're, they're starting to open up a lot of these things now. It looks like the, the numbers are coming down on COVID-19 and coronavirus. But you know what bothers me when I hear people like uh, Governor Cuomo in New York here saying, we're doing good. There was only a hundred deaths yesterday. A hundred deaths. You know, we're doing good when there are zero deaths. When there are zero people going in the hospital for this. One death is too many. 
And what, what irks me even more about this coronavirus and the COVID-19 is not so much even the politicians, it's the people. We don't want to wear masks. What do you mean you don't want to wear a mask? You know, it's to protect other people. It's not so much to protect you. It's to protect other people. That's like saying, you know, these the same people, it's like them saying, I don't want people smoking around me. Why? Because they want to be protected from secondhand smoke. Well, the people that want you to wear the mask want to be protected from the COVID-19 and the coronavirus. If you don't want to wear the mask, you can't complain if somebody smokes in the elevator while you're in there. Does that make sense? People, we have to look after each other. We have to do for each other. And like I said, one death is too many. Wear the mask. Wear the gloves. Do what you have to do. Keep yourself safe. Keep other people safe. The last thing you want to do is is be responsible for someone else getting sick. Someone else dying. Please. Alright, before we go on, because we got a good one for you today. But before we go on, I have to remind you. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. You might like it. Today, on An Apple a Day, we're going to be talking about communication between people. People with disabilities and able-bodied folks. You're going to be surprised at some of the things that I have found over the last week and a half because I did some research. I didn't just sit on my laurels waiting for doctors to call me or waiting to go to doctors. I did some research for this podcast in particular. And I was looking for people who were putting out vlogs and blogs and podcasts about living happy, healthy lives with disabilities, positive lives. And you know what I found? I found there's not many of them. But we're going to discuss that here. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. All right, so like I said, today we're going to be talking about communication between people with disabilities and able-bodied folks. And like I said, too, I've been doing some research in blogs and vlogs and podcasts, and I have to say, I can't believe some of the stuff that they're putting out there as acceptable communication. It's actually embarrassing. I find some of the techniques for living with a disability highly questionable as well. I've said this a million times. I'm no expert. I'm not a doctor. But I have disabilities. And I have contact with many people who have disabilities. And some of the things I've seen over the last week, in my opinion, are not only wrong, but borderline dangerous. I mean... I was going through YouTube videos and searching for videos of people living positive lives with disabilities. And what I found was a clip after clip of people pissing and moaning about what a bad disability they have in one breath and telling you how hard it is to get by day to day with the disease and their difficult life with the next breath. What's positive about that? I I don't know. To be honest, it sounds like they're trying to convince themselves that they have a disability. You know the type. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you ask somebody, on a scale of 1 to 10, how's the pain? And every time they answer you, their pain is at a 10, if not an 11. They can't lift more than 2 or 3 pounds, they tell you. But yet, they can drink straight from the bottle, straight from a 3-liter bottle of soda. They can drink straight from the bottle, but they can't lift 2 to 3 pounds. There's this one guy, all right, that I found on YouTube. He's from England, and uh, 
He says he has nerve damage. Now, peripheral neuropathy, he said. Now, I have peripheral neuropathy. I know many people that have peripheral neuropathy. It's, it affected my legs, um, you know, before the amputation even. And it affects my hands now to a degree that I really can't feel too much with my hands. I can feel, you know, blunt feelings, but I really can't. I don't have that sharp feeling that I used to have as a, as a child, as a young man. But I have the neuropathy and I, I, I've lost sensation. I've lost grip. It happens. It happens from diabetes. Diabetes definitely affects you with it. But anyway, this fellow says he has peripheral neuropathy, has nerve damage, and he has it in his hands and he can't, he can't work anymore. He can't work, but he suggests that you have a hobby. Now, he has a hobby. Now, I want to tell you this. At one time, I used to play guitar. I did. I wasn't the greatest. I wasn't uh, Peter Frampton or anything like that. Or, but I used to play guitar and I enjoyed it. I also used to paint portraits, believe that or not. But landscapes, not portraits, landscape. Then anyway, this fellow says you have to have a hobby. And his hobby is, with his peripheral neuropathy, mind you, with the scale of 1 to 10, 10 is always the worst and he, has, he always has the worst pain. He plays guitar and he paints miniature figurines. I don't know how he does it. But this is the guy that he can't work. He has peripheral neuropathy in his feet. So bad so that he he spends his days in a wheelchair, except when he goes out with his friends. You know, and then he, he tries to muddle along and walk along with them. But the rest of the time he spends in a wheelchair. He also has chronic fatigue syndrome that, again, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's always a 10. So this guy's walking in his sleep, I guess. But uh, now I'm not calling him a liar. Don't get me wrong, I'm not calling him a liar, because who am I? I don't know. But I'm going to say this, I believe he's an exaggerator. And as such, the advice that they're sharing, that these people are sharing, it's bad advice. I mean, you see, when people exaggerate, it's not only it not only pertains to the bad, but it also pertains to the good. And what do I mean by that? There's this guy with the nerve problems in his hands. He claims... That he has it in his feet, which limits his ability to walk, like I told you. And he uses a wheelchair. But not all the time. Yet, during the video, he tells us how excruciating the pain is in his feet. So, he's trying to make it make us believe that he's 100% disabled, but only some of the time. Throughout the video, he tells us that he has chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay, again, I'm not going to say he's lying. I don't know if he does, but according to him... It's one of the worst cases he or his friends have ever heard of. He claims he's lost his friends because he's too tired to go out with them or hang out because of this disease. As he explains his disabilities, he has this poor me attitude working the entire time. He goes out of his way several times to remind you that he's disabled. When this young man finally gets around to sharing his advice on how he stays positive and Believe me, none of this sounded positive. He shares some tips and tricks with the viewer. I almost choked. Not, not all of them, but most of them are things like, one, take a shower once a week. Are you kidding me? What the hell must this house smell like? Take a shower once a week? Veg out and watch Netflix. You're disabled. You're not a mummy. You're not a lump of coal. Lounge in your pajamas? Take one day a week just to stay in bed and do nothing. A you day. What? 
It sounds like every day with this guy is a you day. Get a hobby. Okay, I agree with that. But he suggests coloring. Coloring? How old are you, 12? Eight? Remember, he tells you. Remember, you're disabled. Do you have to be reminded that you're disabled? Get used to being alone because your friends won't come around. <laughs> nice people, nice friends you have. These aren't tips to help you live a positive or healthy, happy life with a disability. I'm sorry. They're not. We've shared a list of what, what is important for people with disabilities and what we should do when we very first began to share this podcast. And I believe it's a good time to revisit that list. Not just, not just for those of us with disabilities, but also for everyone who's, who's staying put due to the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. These are very basic and common sense suggestions. All right. If you become disabled and you're no longer able to return to work, here's a, here's a quick list. Number one, follow all your doctor's orders completely. All right. Take all your medications as prescribed. Keep all your doctor's appointments. Keep to your regular schedule. If you normally get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, continue to do that. Don't begin to start sleeping in. That's one of the common mistakes people make. They figure, well, I don't have to go to work no more. This is going to be like being on vacation. Next thing you know, you're changing your whole schedule. It affects your whole body. Keep your regular schedule. The same thing, going to bed at your regular time. If your regular time was normally going to bed after the 11 o'clock news, continue to do that. Don't become like an overnight TV junkie staying up to watch the Brady Bunch and all that other stuff. You want to watch that, tape it. Watch it the next day. But don't stay up all night this way you're sleeping all day. You throw your whole body system off. And what ends up happening is you end up gaining weight. You're gaining weight. You're bringing on diabetes, stuff like that. You don't need that. Keep a regular schedule. A regular regimen is very important. Eat regular meals with regular food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Not potato chips, pretzels, cookies, cake, and candy. Ice cream for dinner doesn't cut it. Clean the dishes and put them away. Don't leave them sitting out. Keep a regular ritual. Keep, keep, your, keep what you would normally do. Get out of bed every day and make the bed. Don't leave your bed unmade. Don't leave, it, don't leave an open invitation to go climb back into it. Make your bed as soon as you get up in the morning. Take care of your personal hygiene. Can't stress that enough. Brush your teeth every day, shower, shave, comb your hair, etc. Whatever you do, but do it every day. Don't don't leave it to once a week. Can you imagine showering once a week? Oh, no, I can't. Get dressed in clean clothes every day. That includes your socks and your shoes. Don't wear dirty clothes. Don't become a hobo. And plan your day, all right? Don't leave your day to happenstance. Know what you're going to do that day. You, whether it's just you're going to get up and you're going to read or you're going to go sit on the back porch or you're going to sit on the front steps. But know what you're going to do. Plan your day out. Take on an age-appropriate hobby. All right? No, I'm not talking about coloring books and stuff like that. Don't spend your days binge-watching TVs and movies. You're smarter than that. Be sure to get some sort of exercise with your doctor's approval, especially if you're disabled, to keep your blood flowing. All right? Keep the... Keep the body moving. Keep the muscles moving. Get fresh air. That's so important. So important. Get fresh air. Open the windows in the house. Let the fresh air come in. You don't want that stifled air, that stuffy air. Go outside. Get some air. Socialize. Very, very, very important. Don't become a hermit. 
relationships at two-way streets. Pick up the phone, write an email, send a text, do a Zoom call. They're free. Uh, keep social distance, though, and answer your phone. You know, don't become a hermit. Don't become a shut-in. It's very easy to do when you're, when you're stuck in the house. All right, here's another one. Now, take a nap during the day. If you're tired, take a nap. But a nap, not an eight-hour snooze, not a me day. As a person with a disability, know your limitations, okay? If you know that you can't climb stairs, don't be climbing stairs. If you know you can't lift something, don't try to lift it. Know your limitations. Don't let your disability become an excuse for not trying to go around an obstacle. Don't use your disability as an excuse. A lot of people say, oh, I can't go out tonight, you know, because my uh, I'm hurting, I'm this, I'm that. If you're legitimately hurting, then you can't go out. But don't always make your disability your excuse for not doing something. Because people see through that after a while. And when they do, they're just going to start to ignore you. All right? Another thing, very important, don't exaggerate. All right? People know you're disabled. Uh, being disabled doesn't mean that you're bed-bound 100% of the time. Being 100% disabled doesn't mean you're bed-bound 100% of the time. Being 100% disabled doesn't mean that you're in pain 100% of the time. When you exaggerate and you're, people know you're taking medication, the doctor knows that you're taking medication for Christ's sake. He's giving you the medication. And you go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, how's the pain today, Mr. Smith? And you turn around and say, it's 10 out of 10 every time you go there. He knows you're lying. He knows you're exaggerating, right? So when you exaggerate, what happens is you lose credibility. It, it always pays just to tell the truth. Tell the truth. Don't exaggerate about your disability. Don't exaggerate about the things that are going on. Tell the truth. Be upfront and honest about it. And remember this. Always remember this. Things can always be worse. No matter what, there's always someone wishing that they were in your position. Remember that. All right. I want to move on here because we're going to talk about things that, that people should never, never ask a person with a disability. So sit back, relax. We're going to move on. Things you should never ask a person with a disability. For some reason, strangers seem to think that they have an inherent right to ask a disabled person what their disability is, especially someone who's in a wheelchair. As an amputee, I have complete strangers come up to me and ask what branch of the service I was in, or what war, or what country. They automatically assume that I lost my leg in a war, when in reality it was due to Charcot foot and diabetes. Or, the other question that people feel free to just blurt out, why don't you use a prosthetic leg? Another fun statement I've heard from strangers is, I don't know how you can do that. I'd kill myself before I'd have to live like that. <laughs> okay. And the one question I find most entertaining, did it hurt when they cut your leg off? Nah, it reminded me, it reminded me of unicorns fought in fairy dust. How stupid. You know, or you get the jerk-offs, like my brother, okay? Here's a guy who thinks he's being some sort of tough guy, and he describes my amputation as the day they whacked my leg off. Morons, one and all of them. I don't know where some people believe they have the right to question a person with a disability as to how or why it, they have it or expect them to be open about it and willing to answer them. I wonder 
how willing they would be to to answer me if I was to roll up next to them and ask them, how did they get to be so fat? Is, is it from bad genes? Is your mother fat? Your father? Do you eat like a human garbage can? <laughs> or why is your nose so flat? Or your lips so big? Why, why do you have such a big ass? You know, are these appropriate questions? I don't think so. What I have here is a list of things that people have told me that they feel are inappropriate that people have said to them over the course of time. So I want to share this with you. And some of them I've had said to me, right? First one is, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I don't know. You know, uh, what kind of question is that? How do you walk up to a stranger and say, what's wrong with you? This one I've had said to me, how come you're missing a body part? How come you're missing a leg? Or, you know, someone, the person that told me said, how come you're missing fingers? They thought that he lost it in a shop class. This is a big one. I think everyone that's in a wheelchair or uses crutches or uses a cane or, you know, any kind of, any kind of durable medical equipment has been asked this question. Can you have sex? Why? Why do you want to know that? Why is that a burning question in your mind that you would ask a stranger that? Another one is, did you sue who did this to you? Did you sue the person who did this to you? Did you sue the doctor? How much money did you get? That's always a big question. People automatically assume because you're disabled, you'd sued somebody and you got a boatload of money. You're rich. Here's one that I get from a lot of people because I have an electric wheelchair as well as a manual wheelchair. Let me try your wheelchair. This isn't a toy. This is part of me. This is how I get around. I don't walk up to you and say, let me try your shoes. This is part of me. It's not a game. And it's it's expensive. Do you have any idea how expensive an, a, a motorized wheelchair is? And if you break it, are you going to pay for it? I don't think you can afford it. Let me try your crutches. Again, these are me- these, this is medical equipment. These aren't toys. Here's, here's one that people have asked. I, I've, I've gotten asked. Everyone I know that's disabled has been asked this. Can I try some of your pain medication? What do I look like? The pharmacist? Do I look like CVS to you? No, you can't try it. You can't try my medication. You, you can get arrested for, for giving somebody your, your pain medication. Or here's another good one. <laughs> and this, I've seen it happen to other people. You don't look disabled. Why do you need a parking pass? How ignorant, all right? Did you ever think maybe the person had open heart surgery? The person may have lung damage. The person may have spine problems. The person may have bad eyesight. Why do you need a parking permit? It's none of your business. You got it. You, the doctor, the doctor signed off on it. Doctors aren't going to sign off on a parking permit for you just so you can have a good parking space. There has to be a reason. How much money do you get from Social Security or workers' comp or insurance? Again, what business is it of yours? I like the people that tell you the taxpayers are paying for it. No, they're not. Workers' comp is an, insur- uh, workers comp is a, is an insurance that your employer pays for. Social Security is an insurance that, as a working adult, comes out of your paycheck that you have to pay for. Nobody's giving it to you. It's not welfare. It's not a loan. It's not... It's insurance that you paid for. God forbid something happens like you get hurt and you're disabled or for your retirement. Do you really need crutches, a cane, or a wheelchair? No, I just figured I'd have it and, you know, it makes me look cool. That's why I have a wheelchair. It makes me look cool. I I, I like that. Can you wash yourself? No, come on over, wash me. What kind of stupid question is that? Can you feed yourself? 
Do I look like I'm starving? Can you wipe your own ass? I got asked that question in a doctor's office. Can you dress yourself? No, I usually go out naked. Can you go to the bathroom on your own? No, I like to have company. Do you ever wish you just died instead of living like this? How insulting can you be? Do you think your life is that much better than mine? Or that my life is that much worse than yours? This is, a, this is another one. This is a backhanded compliment. I give you a lot of credit because I couldn't do what you do. No, you probably couldn't. Or the other one that tells you, if you can do that, then I most certainly can. Why is that? Because I have a disability and I can do something? This one here. If I was in your position, I'd just sit back and let others do for me. Oh, that's probably because you're a lazy bastard. You know, we're not looking for people to wait on us hand and foot as disabled people. We have a disability. Doesn't mean we're less of a person. We just have a disability. We have to do things a little bit different. And then this last one. This last one, this irks me every time I hear somebody say it. I wish I could stay home and do nothing. I'll tell you what, and I, I, I make this challenge to anybody that's listening to this. I will trade with you. You take all my medical problems. Give me your leg and I'll trade with you. You can stay home and I'll do your shitty job. Whatever your shitty job is, you could be cleaning farts off of toilet bowls in a public restroom. I'll take your shitty job and you can have my position. You can stay home, be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. I'll trade with you anytime you want. I don't know where people get the idea that it's okay to ask somebody with a disability questions that they wouldn't ask anybody else. I don't know whether they think that people would with disabilities are less of person or that they're superior to them or that they deserve to know the answer. I've said it before in this podcast. People like Judge Judy, when she demands people tell them what her, what their disability is, it's none of her business. It's none of anybody's business what your disability. Remember that. Your disability is your business. Nobody else's. It's you, between you and your doctor. Nobody else. All those other questions, irrelevant. Nobody has to know how much money you make. They're not paying your bills. And don't ever let them make you feel like they're paying your bills. Again, insurance, workers' comp, Social Security, disability, these are all insurances that you've paid into. They are not paying you. The government's not paying you. The taxpayers aren't paying you. You paid into it. It's insurance that you bought. If you had a car accident and your your car insurance paid you for your car, is it the taxpayers paying you? No. It's the insurance that you had to pay for right along. It's the same thing with Social Security disability. It's the same thing with workers' comp. It's the same thing with other insurance. Remember that, my friends. I do want to make one thing perfectly clear. I'm not I'm not against answering questions. I'm against people demanding or strangers coming up to me and and demanding answers. You know, get to know me first. Get to know me and then ask me questions. Don't just come out of the clear blue like you have some right to know without knowing me, the person, first. And that goes for every person that's disabled. Get to know the person with the disability first before you demand answers. And as a matter of fact, don't demand answers. Ask. And I'm sure, I'm almost 100% sure that any person would be willing to answer a reasonable question. It's just something to think about. I'd like to thank you for stopping by today. I again apologize for letting the week 
week and a half go by without anything. But we're back and we're strong. And I want to remind you, nobody ever went blind by looking at something from the bright side. So keep on looking at things from the bright side, my friends. And listen, if you like the podcast, let us know. Let your friends know. And do me a favor, stop by the Facebook group that we have. That's www.facebook.com forward slash disabled living. All right, join the join the page over there. It's called Living with a Disability. It's a nice group, small group right now. A lot of conversations going on. So join in, have some fun. You might make some new friends. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to an apple a day. And remember this, my friends, laughter is the best medicine. My name is Jimmy Apple. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> thanks for listening to an apple a day with jimmy apple your gateway to a happy healthy life join our community at www.famousapple.com see you next time